Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Mets it now to Duncan. Duncan fires. That's what we're talking about. Duncan Robinson, delicious now. Tyler to Bam. Lob deserves another. Just a good old Bam sandwich for it. Lowry, nice lob out to the top of the key to Adebayo, who gets it to Tyler for three. That thing hit nothing but nylon. Bam's got it. Tyler for three. Splash. What a turnabout of things. Donovan driving in the lane. Stops. Twirls. Got it. 37.5 seconds left. They're down two possessions. Miami should just take a 24-second shot clock violation here. Utah Jazz fall to Miami Heat, 111-105. The Jazz were down big. Rally got within four but couldn't get any closer. Tyler Hero leading Miami with 27 points. No Jimmy Butler, no problem. The Heat sweep the two-game season series from the Jazz, beating them twice in eight days, and disappointing would seem to be the minimum bar for how uh, Jazz fans would analyze that loss. And if you want to go higher than that and pile on more, well, hard not to because it's four losses in five games, and that was a bad week. Eight days, actually. Eight days a week. Yeah, I see where you're going. Thank you. Sing it. (laughs) It's probably not good for me to sing right now. No, you uh... really shouldn't. (laughs) Your voice is hanging by a thread. I know. Uh, I've been there. Yeah, I would think we've all been there. Uh, but, yeah, it's a bad week. No question about it. They're in a slump. And so what do we do? How much do we react to the slump? How much do we underreact? How much do we overreact? All those things are in a big pot of stew, and we all get to taste it and decide what we want to say. Uh, but there's no question right now they're in a slump. I haven't removed or reduced or limited my expectations of this team. They're still there. But let's get going now. You've been playing for, what's today, the 15th? Uh, not quite a month. We're getting real close to it now. And Thanksgiving's next week. You know, little check marks in the season. And here we are. You know, college football season's winding down. You know, all these things in our body clock and our minds that says, all right, guys, now l- let's get going here. And this is where they're at. You know, they, they have underachieved here uh, of late. And fix it. Change it, man. Eight and five ties them with the Clippers for fifth. They're only a half game in front of the Lakers, and we think the Lakers are having major problems, major struggles. Now, you can go through a bunch of stuff. Well, the Lakers have played 11 of 14 at home, and that's true. So there, there's some things hidden in the schedule that you know could work in the Jazz' favor, but it is without question beyond time to get going. And the Jazz schedule is about to get really home-heavy here. It's just, just a couple games this week have started to kind of even it out. And they, they're home against Philly on Tuesday, and they're home again Thursday. And they only have two road games uh, and to get into December, and you just can't play bad basketball and waste. I know you hate the schedule analysis, PK, but I believe it's real. And this is an easy, softer spot in the schedule. And they got to cash in and start winning. They said the right things after the game, and they got two days off to get ready for Philly, and Philly may not be coming in full strength. So, do not. Right. So let's see them get going. And I think the rebounding needs to be fixed ASAP. The offensive issues, timing's everything, and you got to work at it for a while before it really clicks. I believe that. It's a very fine line, 
offensively between things working and things not working. But the effort and hustle plays, they should always be there. They need to be there. You gotta you gotta win a 50-50 balls and you gotta grab more rebounds. There's just no way around that. Jazz and Sixers tomorrow night, 8 o'clock TNT. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lob under to AD. He's underneath. Is he going to try to force his way in? He does. Gets it back and scores. He's just too big and good yeah. for this team. Bridges cuts into the honeycomb. Up with the right hand. Floats it in. Miles Bridges not dilly-dallying around. Right to the rim. Back to Caruso in front to the Marta Rosen on a switch by Hartenstein with a pull-up. Topside jumper. Got it from 20 feet. DeRozan now with 30 points in this game. Trey is going to come back and get it across. Trey in the middle behind the pick. Got pushed. Shoved. Three-pointer. Trey on the way. Bang! Highlights from the NBA, several interesting games. The Warriors with the NBA's best record going to Charlotte and get beat. They're still 11-2. They still have the best record, but did that catch your eye a little bit, PK? Yeah, but I thought you underestimated Charlotte in in the last segment. I think they're a little bit better than we think, than you may think. 8-7 through 15 games screams mediocre to me. Now that better than what they've turned in because they've had a lot of 32-win seasons mixed in there. So, maybe a step up from that. Yeah, but their best player is what, 20, 21 years old? Arrow is up. Uh, The Suns. We drew parallels between the Jazz and the Suns last year. Will we be drawing parallels between the Jazz and the Suns in a couple weeks? I bring that up because the Suns beat the Rockets 115-89. There are soft spots in the schedule and playing the Rockets. that's, That's a game everybody's circled as a W. But it's not just this game. The Suns, after losing three of their first four... Jazz have lost four of the last five. Suns started one and three. Now they've won eight in a row. And they got the second best record in the West behind the Warriors. Yeah. The Lakers have inched within a half game of the Jazz. They beat the Spurs. Of course, you get the Spurs at home. You're supposed to win. But the Lakers did it. They improved eight and six. Anthony Davis, 27 points. Uh, I didn't see a lot of that game, but I saw a little bit of it. And all I could think of was Steve Cleveland's voice, our basketball insider. And he said, I know why AD doesn't want to play the five, but they're way better when he plays the five. Out of pick and roll, out of half-court traps, AD was getting dunked, PK. Of course he went for 27 in the first half. If you give a wildly talented, athletic seven-footer a bunch of dunks, he's going to score a bunch of points. It was one dunk after another dunk after another dunk. Well, dunk you very much. Exactly. Other scores, the Nuggets beat the Blazers and beat them badly. 124-95 to the final. Jokic, 28-9-9. And Denver, now third in the West at 9-4, a game in front of the Jazz. Bulls beat the Clippers. DeMar DeRozan lighting it up. 35-point game. Clippers go down to the feet like the Jazz. They are now 8-5. DeAndre Hunter, Atlanta Hawks, undergoing surgery to pair a right wrist injury, expected to miss eight weeks. He was hurt in a game against the Golden State Warriors a week ago, and they've decided surgery is the way to go. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball.
Inbound to Timmy. Catches, uses the glass, and scores. Nice look from Hickman to Timmy. 28 for Drew. Passes back to Timmy. Drew thought about a 12-footer. Pulls it down. Now splits two horn shirts and scores two more. The career high continues to climb. 34 for Timmy. He got to 37, and Gonzaga beat Texas. That wasn't, it didn't, Gonzaga didn't look like that was very difficult to do. Now, they are at home, and that can't be replicated in the NCAA tournament and all that. But you start wondering, are they number one again? Are they that good? Can they make another run to the championship game? Could they get it done this time? It's hard to decide those things in November. But, man, everything about that game in the eyeball test says, Drew Timmy's awesome. Gonzaga is awesome. How do you measure up with them? So you like Drew Timmy over Timmy Allen and <laughs> Timmy Timmy Coco Puff? It's a lot of Timmys. But, yes, Timmy Allen, the former Ute, is now in Texas. Uh, what happened in November doesn't necessarily tell us what's going to happen in March. It's like you said earlier, it's hard to get into these games because you know these teams have a lot of time to tinker and build and get better and players can improve and some guys will get hurt and get knocked out. So can't oversell them. I'm glad they play these games early. But, man, Gonzaga, you had a big lead in that game. You were pretty comfortable. Yeah. Drew Timmy is the early camp, early leader for player of the year. BYU is 2-0. They grind out a win over San Diego State, 66-60. Game two, like game one, competitive. And like game one, BYU making the key plays down the stretch and getting the win. You like the start they're off to. Well, anytime you're 2-0, yeah. Unless you're playing, you know, two outrageous dogs, which they did not. Sure, yeah, a lot of new faces. And then when you get down to crunch time, go to Barcelo. He's not a new face. He's really good. And he will be taking as many big shots as possible at BYU. Yeah, no problem there. Utah is also 2-0. They crushed Sacramento State 89-56. Brandon Carlson, a career-high 21 points. The Utes have Bethune-Cookman tonight, 8 o'clock, Pac-12 Network, coached by Reggie Theus, former NBA player and UNLV college star. NBA coach as well. Utah State beat Richmond. Justin Bean went off. You and I were just talking about the arc of the Aggie program and the coaching changes and where they were going. And you were, you know, obviously there's a couple players who really powered it. And you're like, man, Justin Bean, he's a pretty good player, though. You got to give him some credit. And then he went off and had way better than a pretty good game. 30 points, 14 rebounds. He had a terrific game as the Aggies beat Richmond. Oh, that's just massive in a 40-minute college game. Right? (laughs) Right? That was outstanding. Dixie State beat Southern Utah 83-76. Both those teams now 1-1. and DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Snap to Prescott. They blitz him. He throws it left. Lambs in the corner of the end zone. And he walks under the ball. Touchdown to C.D. Lamb. His second. And he comes up grinning at Dalton Schultz and shrugging his shoulders saying that was too easy. Jones takes the step. Back two steps. Throws to Henry. Wide open. Middle of the zone. Zoe called it and Jones delivered it. Second touchdown of the day for Hunter Henry and the route is on for the Patriots. Out of the eye formation. First and goal from the one. Zach Moss takes the handoff. Tries to bully his way behind. Right tackle and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Fourth and goal at the one. 31 seconds. Handoff gets in. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Mahomes moving to his left, holding it, now steps up and is going to pump fake it, now throws across his body left for the end zone, and the pass is going to be caught! 
Highlights from the NFL in a league where there are usually a lot of close games, and there were there were some. Certainly, the Titans and Saints was uh, two good teams, two winning records, two teams missing running backs, and it comes down to a two point conversion, and the Titans find a way to win again, and they improve to eight and two, best record in the AFC, tied to the best record in the NFL. But as much as that game was competitive, there were blowouts all over the place, PK. There were there were games that definitely looked more like college scores with you know, 30 and 40 point wins. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Cardinals getting run off their home field by Carolina. Yep. Shocking. Now 34 to 34 to 10. Yeah. Cam Newton just in short yardage situations, which means in the red zone. He runs for a score, he throws for a score. I think he only had seven snaps though. At least you throw up his carries and attempts. He may have come in and handed off to somebody else for a couple more plays. So limited role, but effective role for him. But no Kyler Murray. They're 8-2. They don't have their guy. Well, we all accept they're not going anywhere in the playoffs without their guy. So I don't know that that loss says a lot about what to expect out of them in the postseason and uh, how I view no. them as a contender. But at the same time, with Colt McCoy, they blasted San Francisco on yeah, the road. They did. I, I didn't expect them to be down 31-3 to at home. Completely agree. Uh, Packers are 8-2. and two. They also had a loss without Aaron Rodgers uh, a week ago. They bounced back, shut out the Seahawks 17-0. You don't see that many shutouts in the NFL, and Seattle hasn't been shut out in a little more than 10 years. Russell Wilson's first game back, and that game was 3-0 in the, in the fourth quarter. That is not what they've been looking for in the league office. They've changed a lot of rules over the last 40 years to make sure this doesn't happen. But in the rain and a little snow at times in Green Bay, it happened. Absolutely miserable. Yeah. The two star quarterbacks there, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, combined for three interceptions. Russell had two, Rodgers had one, and zero touchdown passes. Both running to short running touchdowns for the Packers. Uh, more blowouts. Dallas just got humiliated by Denver, turns around and annihilates Atlanta 43 to 3. The Bills blow out the Jets 45 to 17, and the Patriots put it on the Browns. 45 to 7. Mac Jones throws for three touchdowns. I know it's too early to say, but he was the last of the first round quarterbacks. Mm. Is he going to end up being the best? Well, Lamar Jackson wasn't, and, and, and Marino wasn't that the situation there and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, so yep. Everybody passed on Breeze. He was the first quarterback in the second round. So teams do miss on quarterbacks. There's no doubt about that. And we'll see how it goes. There's a long way to go, and lots of times for all these guys to get better, but. Mac Jones and the Patriots. At this point in the season, you can't you can't really complain. You're six and four. You're sitting in a potential playoff spot. And as rebuilds go for the Patriots, if they continue this, this is a quick turnaround and makes the hoodie look good, even if you don't like him. The hoodie look goody. The hoodie look goody. <laughs> but the AFC still, you know, you lose a couple games and you plummet from a wild card to out. So no, it's not like anything's settled yet. But man, they just. That the Browns and Patriots both came in five and four, and it was not close. Other games that caught your eye: Chargers with a couple disappointing losses, just when it looked like they might take off. They're five and four; they're still in it. But the Vikings went in and won 27-20. <clears throat> the Buccaneers—that's the one I left out. The Buccaneers. What are you doing, going to Washington and getting beat 29 to 19? Not getting edged. Not a bad bounce. You got beat. 
Washington's three and six with that victory. They are not a good team. I think that was probably the stunner of the season so far. And I know Tampa Bay a little shorthanded, but everybody's shorthanded. And you're missing Unless you Gronk. Have long hands. Yeah. You got other. Thank you. You got other. You got other weapons there. You know the guys you can throw to. And sure, you miss Gronk, but that doesn't explain it. Well, Gronk ain't playing 17 games, so forget it. It was never going to happen, right? Get him healthy for the playoffs. Get him healthy for the playoffs, no doubt about it. Rams and Niners tonight, 6-15 on ESPN. Now, the Rams at 7-2, if they win, and the Niners are 3-5, if the Rams win, they're 8-2, tied for the Cardinals for first place in the division, and then tied with the Packers and the Titans and the Cardinals for the best record in the NFL at 8-2. Cowboys 7-2, and two, so just bye weeks playing into that there. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Keeping it around the right side to the goal line. Leans forward. He's in. Touchdown, Utah. Cam Rising, his fourth rushing touchdown of the season. Haversick has plenty of leg behind it. And it is good. 57 yards for Lucas Haversick. Quick hit on the move into the end zone. Touchdown, Utah. Brant Keithy. It's blocked. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. Second and goal. TJ Pledger stood up, lunges forward. He's in. Touchdown. TJ Pledger is second of the day. Up is down. I've been turned inside out, PK. What? It has to be said about Utah. Thank goodness for the Utah offense. When will the rest of the team, the defense and the special teams, catch up to the excellence of the Utah offense? Never. Things we rarely say about the Utah football team, a team that usually wins with defense and sometimes is one with special teams. And the offense, they were at a high level from the first drive to the last drive. And they played well. And they did it without Tavian Thomas. And... They ran the ball. They got first downs. Pledger went over 100 yards. I thought Cam Rising had a really good game. Made a lot of big throws, good throws, first downs. They had to convert, you know, third and long, and he threw it, and they got the first down. I thought there were a lot of good things on offense. The defense has a terrible start, but after the first quarter, I thought they were fine. And then the special teams. They can't even punt the ball. And if one guy hadn't blocked it, then the second guy would have. Those three, those three protectors back there had to block like six guys. That was that was trouble. No, it ended up being trouble. Yeah, it ended up being a touchdown if I remember correctly. It was, right? yeah. And and yeah, it was one of those punts that I don't even know that they had. You know, they didn't have to like Greg Luganis full on dive. No, no, they just ran, took it off his foot, and then yeah, like eight yeah. guys celebrated in the end zone. And, and, and when you get that kind of block, it's not going to be. Uh, like a tip pass where it can go anywhere or something. Yeah. It's just going to drop right there, and you've got more guys than one hapless punter who's facing the wrong way not, and maybe on the, ground. on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to lead to a touchdown. Yeah, it was shocking. Gave them a, a big time momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but uh, Arizona, Utah's uh, offense didn't do anything that surprised me. Uh, I thought that drive at the end of the first half was very important. They got right down to uh, basically like the one or two yard line and time was running out and they took a timeout. They made a really cool play. They had the Cubby come in motion towards the line, but he's, uh, as he was going, 
he didn't get anywhere near Linus, uh, the, the left guard there, or left tackle, I should say. And Rising gave him the ball and he just sort yeah. of turned his left shoulder and he's in. It was, I thought it was a really cool play. And I thought that was a big, big drive because it's reestablished. And they just didn't play their best game. But so what? I don't care. It, it, they didn't need to play their best game. Why waste your best game? Uh, against Arizona, what, what, what were you going to achieve? And, and you're not going to be what 52 to seven every week. And it's Arizona's senior day, and 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 all that stuff. And so good for them. I, I find myself rooting for Jed Fish because of our, our Jersey connection there. And, and I've talked to some people about what kind of guy he is. And they play tough. And but the Utes got the win. And in the end, that's all that matters. They got the win. That was a cool play at the end of the half. It was uh, it was it was Keithy not Covey. I thought it was a little Canadian Football League. I want to know who's got the ties to the CFL. In, in the Canadian football, you can run towards the line of scrimmage at the snap, which you can't do in the NFL or in college football. But by putting him, they they were in that bunch formation, real tight. You know, basically yeah. it looked like three tight ends the way they lined up. I'm not sure exactly which who all the players were. And then they shift, and he goes out wide. But then he's running. Quote, I'm making air quotes, downhill, but he's got momentum and the defender's standing yeah, still yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. big and the defender's a little smaller standing on the goal line and it's supposed to knock him backwards to keep him out of the end zone. Good luck with that. So that was a good play. Wouldn't, wouldn't seem BYU you were I, a similar type play. Did I say Covey? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just a cool play. And, and I was glad they, I'm glad they went for it rather than settle for three. Right. And it was like, hey, we could run this play. We got a timeout. We could call timeout with one or two seconds left and kick the field goal if we had to. Exactly. Um, but they got into the end zone, and that gave them the lead at halftime, and they never gave the lead up, and they win the game. Utes approved to 7-3 and three with Oregon, coming to Rice-Eccles Stadium Saturday, 5.30 on ABC. And then how about the coach calling me out for my fly? That was odd because we all saw it on camera. Um his reaction, but obviously we didn't see you. So was that really a problem? Oh, because I left the room in tears. I was he publicly <laughs> humiliated me. I hate that man. <laughs> and I told Harlan that my lawyer will be contacting him. <laughs> nice. And he said he expected some type of call and he was going to get with his lawyer. All right. If you could just be fully dressed, XYZ. In the next post game, that would be good. I told him I was a little warm in the room. I needed to. Oh, dude, dude! Is that a snowbird hat? It is. There you go. <laughs> that gets my juices full. Yeah. You can think about that in a little bit. But. Yeah. You don't. You don't, PK. Is your fly open? Yeah. Come on. It is. That's what friends are for. Who needs enemies with friends like that guy? You know, he's an excellent football coach, but he is an evil man. <laughs> there it is. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. And this time they will run the fly sweep. Scarber trying to dance around the edge. Gets into the end zone. Savon Scarber. The rushing touchdown. And the Aggies on the board with the score. And fakes the handoff. Looking to the outside. Has a man. It's caught. Derek Wright. Yes, sir. Derek Wright with a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. What a throw by Logan Bonner. And the Aggies an extra point away from tying things up here in San Jose. And they got the penalty, don't they? It's a quick play. He's looking deep. Looking for right. It's up for grabs. Right comes back and scores. Right. What an adjustment. Comes back around, gets in front of the defender, reels it in. And folks, you just got yourself a Utah State touchdown. Derek Wright, that was filthy.
That was an awesome play by Wright. That ball was underthrown. The defender had him screened away from it, and he just slows down for half a beat. Nice in front. Great adjustment on the ball. Catches it and scores. And PK, I thought the Aggies could win that game. I thought they probably they would did. win that game. They were favored. But at no point did I think they were going to run San Jose State off the field. And that second quarter, they completely flipped the game. Of course, they're on the road again. Fifth straight road game. They've gotten down by double digits. And a fifth straight time, they've come back to win. But this time, falling down 14-0 and then winning the rest of the game 48-3. to Super, wow. Super impressive. Ran them off the ran them off the field. The showdown. The Aztecs and the Aggies. Yeah, the Aztecs have a Boise State showdown first. <laughs> Gotta get by that one. Well, no, 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 they don't. screw up against UNLV. Yeah, actually I think they do. They could end up in a three-way tie for the division. I don't know how that tiebreaker would play out. It so. plays out in their favor, trust me. I've already examined everything. Oh, cool. That's good to know. I'll stop worrying about that then. Are you serious? Are you making that up? I'm making it up. Dang it. I was afraid of that. <laughs> All right. Utah State, they've got Wyoming Saturday. They beat White. It's uh, senior day, senior night, 6 o'clock, CBS Sports Network in Logan. Win that game. Win at New Mexico in the finale. And they are into the conference title game. San Diego State in the lead in the other division after uh, holding off Nevada with a late field goal. Nevada and Fresno just a game behind. Still crazy in that division. But Utah State beat Wyoming, beat New Mexico. Let that other division sort itself out. Whatever. It's right in front of them. We'll talk with Blake Anderson coming up at 9.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Back to throw McNamara. Pressure coming. Got to throw. Throws. He's got all. Crossing route. He's at the 40. He's heading down the sideline. The 20. He cuts it to five. Did he get in the end zone? Yes. Touchdown, Michigan. Eric Hall on a crossing road. And the Wolverines retake the lead. Second down seven for the Bears. They've driven to the Oklahoma 14. Hand off. Nope. Keep it. Bohannon running left. Bohannon to the 10. To the five. To the end zone. Gary Bohannon, his second rushing touchdown today. The Bears punch it in. Final play. Camp rolls over to the right side. Steps up pressure. Got to get rid of it. He's going to heave it towards the end zone. It's going to go around the five. The ball's tipped in the air. Still being tipped. Caught. Touchdown. South Dakota. Oh, my goodness. Daniels in the gun. He looks right. He's flushed out of the pocket to the right. Throwing on the run. It's caught. It's caught. Casey. And Kansas will win. Holy cow. Jared Casey with the play of his life. And the Jayhawks take down Texas. What a day of college football. PK, why do you love college football? Because of Saturdays like uh, yeah, two days ago? That was wildly entertaining. Dramatic. There were yeah. so many dramatic games, and they don't all matter for the playoffs. And it doesn't they, they're not rivalries yet, the big the rivalries. We got some this week and a lot in two weeks. Uh, but it, it was just it was fun. It, it was fun to watch some of the games, and some of the teams really are who we thought they were. Uh, Ohio State beat Purdue 59-31. Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to take a second loss and get knocked out? Ohio State's offense is awesome. And they had eight touchdowns, a field goal, one punt, no turnovers, and kneel downs. I mean, their offense was spectacular. But the defense, they gave up 31 to Purdue. The defense has issues. Can the offense always be great? Is the defense going to struggle against Michigan or Michigan State or in the Big Ten title game and get them beat? The defense is not great. 
Okay, but it, it, college football is an offensive game now. So they anyway. can just keep outscoring people. I, now, I mean, right, right now, Ohio State's the best, second best team in the country. Georgia is number one, and nobody is yeah. debating that, the way they're be- beating people. Now, Oklahoma, like Georgia, was undefeated, and college football is a offensive game, and the Big 12 has had crazy offensive games, but not so much this year. Oklahoma State's leaning more on defense. Baylor's defense gets it done in a 27-14 win over Oklahoma. So, cross off another unbeaten. It's Georgia, Cincinnati, and Texas San Antonio. We're down to three now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pac-12 football, Oregon up 14-0 on Washington State after a quarter tied at halftime, but Oregon really took over in the second half. They win 38-24. Oregon knows if they beat Utah, they win their division. The winner of this game Saturday night wins their division in the Pac-12, and then we'll find out if the loser wins the division three and a half hours later based on the outcome of the ASU-Oregon State game. They could both clinch this weekend. So what? It's done. It's done. It's Oregon and Utah. Start selling tickets. <laughs> uh, other games that we heard in there. Notre Dame beat Virginia 28-3. You ruling the Irish out of the playoff yet? Or all these leagues, the Big 12, the Pac-12, the Big 10, could all come up with a two-loss champion and Notre Dame could find their way in? Well, I think a, lot, a large degree depends on what happens with Cincinnati. That's because another passer. Cincinnati's, if, if SMU, and I think that's what they play this week, which is a pretty good ball club, if they beat Cincinnati, that's hurting Notre Dame. Although it could also open up a berth for Notre Dame. So you're right. It's it's a double-edged sword there. Yeah, I think it hurts more than helps, but you need to have it. So it's like Notre Dame's in a no-win situation, basically, because Cincinnati doesn't have the respect that it deserves. Uh, but and that's yeah. why and that's why Notre Dame will root for Utah. If you're a Notre Dame fan, you're all about the Utes. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, Knock Oregon obvious. out of there. Let's get that over with. Check those guys off the list. Uh, you're right. It is SMU. That's 130 on ESPN. They ought to handle East Carolina, and then they probably get Houston in the title game. And Houston is nine and one, and they're now ranked. So there's a couple of good tests out there for Cincinnati here. Well, we knew that the AAC at the top had several good teams, and now, now Cincinnati's got a plan they'll be in the Big 12. So they basically took the best to come over here, which is why the Big 12 is going to be in an excellent league for the Cougars. The Cougars struck gold on this as far as I'm concerned. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF combined right now, I think they're sitting on six losses, all of them combined. And with AAC teams playing each other, you know, you end up with a certain amount of losses built in. Uh, they got to happen. These teams are all coming in at a pretty high level. Washington fired head coach Jimmy Lake. We got to this uh, into this a little earlier in the show. If you missed it, uh, Jimmy Lake, third Pac-12 coach out, and that conference may not be done le- yet. A lot of jobs open, and these schools would be crazy not to call Kalani Sataki. How much w- will he be the guy is different than getting a call. How much will they offer? How will BYU respond? And deep down, what does Kalani really think? You were talking earlier about Donovan Mitchell. You know, when you're that good and you're a star player, you have a ton of options. We saw it with Durant, right? He had the option to go to Golden State, and he did. He had the option to go to the Knicks, and he didn't. He had the option to go to the Nets, and he did. That's where a good college football coach sits. When you're on top of the world, there are multiple jobs open, and it just comes down to when you go, just go into a room by yourself and sit and think, or maybe immediate family, you know, what do you really want to do? And you get to do it. Well, I think the three bona fide openings – 
there should be some conversation. You're talking to the three in the Pac-12 with Washington and Washington State. That are and, literally and already USC. open. Yes. Which was the first one to open. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is freaky. You know how sometimes if you don't touch your computer and it'll go to a, a some type of screen picture? Screensaver, yeah. yeah. It just came up, and it was a picture of Seattle. Is this an omen? Kalani to the Huskies? This is freaky. Weaver State blows out Southern Utah 62 to nothing, and Dixie State gets their first win of the year, beating Division II Fort Lewis 62 21. That's a lot of points. A couple of 62 point game winners there. And what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, we are talking Ute football with Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman. Stay with us.